Hello. Welcome back to the Coliseum. Today, in the Coliseum, I'm going to fight political tribalism. Because it is my belief that this is the greatest detriment to American politics. Um, you know, frankly, this is a very difficult topic to talk about. Because I believe it is um, something that we're all guilty of. Every single one of us. Because, unfortunately... We are all born into a political party. I shouldn't say all. There are some people, I'm sure, that um, immigrated or something and really picked the one that they thought best fit them. But frankly, I feel as though none of them fit us. I think political parties are an outdated system that is just a source of manipulation to get Uh, demographics to vote the certain way that they believe is most beneficial for them. But frankly, it seems as though none of them are. You know, why is it that we're, that like 90% of politicians are lawyers? You know, lawyers are one of the most untrusted individuals out there. If you ask a, a normal person, like, um, think that lawyer is a liar i think almost everyone would say yes and yet these are the people these are the individuals that we pick to be in elected office this is ridiculous but anyway (laughs) uh let's get into this Now look, tribalism, when it first started for in human history, is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, we're just forming groups to create uh, a stronger force to go up against things that might be harmful for us. Um, they also seem to keep us well-grounded. However, in politics, it's an anchor. And... It is my belief that there are three stages to the disease of tribalism. The first being division, the second being hatred, and the third being war. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not one of those people that are going to say, look, the Civil War is right around the corner. I think we still have a lot of level-headed thinking people out there that aren't ready to just shoot somebody because they disagree with them. But what I am saying is, given time, that is absolutely a possibility. It has happened before in human history, and it certainly would happen again. Anyway, so the first being division. Uh, in that stage, it's just, which is the stage I believe we're in. It's difficult to get things done um, or have a conversation with people. Now, I I find it ridiculous that, you know, if I wore, per se, a Black Lives Matter t-shirt 
in a rural place that happens to be a conservative, more Republican votership. I mean, I might get ridiculed. I might get uh, told I'm, you know, I shouldn't be here. Now, simultaneously, if I threw on an NRA logo anywhere on my body and I walked into a big city, a big city that happens to be um, very liberal, which most are, I believe that I would have a problem there too. Now, why is that? I mean, those words aren't hurting anyone. That symbol isn't hurting anyone. It's not like I'm attacking anyone. It's just on me. And yet that seems to be a problem for a lot of people. You know, just because I am a certain way, I believe a certain thing, now I'm not welcome to do something everyone's welcome to do. I'm not welcome to go get a coffee because I have an NRA or or I support the police or something like that. I have one of those, you know, police flags. <clears throat> I mean, I, I think that that's a ridiculous thing to have. Now, in this stage, really people only get offended. You know, people don't get hurt normally. And certainly... Uh, people should not get killed. <laughs> that that is um, that would be a very, in my opinion, an unusual thing to happen. Because let's not make it a usual thing. Let's just call it an unusual thing. Um, most times it's just you know, you hear the stories about Starbucks or or whatever it may be. I think there was one about Dunkin' Donuts a couple years ago. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, I believe that was either a military or a cop or something that they wouldn't serve. Um, but look, I'm not trying to point a finger at the at Democrats or the liberal party or just liberal thinking people. That's not what I'm trying to do. But, but what I am trying to do is say that that's crazy. But it's also crazy to not serve somebody or treat somebody differently because they have a Black Lives Matter or think of another liberal group, if I'm a little outdated on that. Maybe there's a better one that I could use as an example, but um, it's passing my mind. But anyway, I, I just think that we need to just say that that's crazy. Because if we don't say that that's crazy, we have a serious issue now where we're, we're solidifying this problem in our society. We can't solidify it. We have to break it. We have to find a new way to talk to each other. I mean, just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean, you know, you won't... You shouldn't, like, it shouldn't mean that you you can't talk to them or serve them or anything like that. You should absolutely be able to have a conversation with people. You know, if we stop conversating, society will rapidly fall. Rapidly. You know, we used to stand for something, a freedom in America. 
The freedom to say whatever you want to almost anyone you want. To have that conversation. It was open to have a conversation. And now it seems as though it's slowly starting to close in. Like that conversation can only happen under these set of circumstances and only if it encompasses this, this, or this. But that, but those restrictions on conversations, like if you want to say weed should be legal and you want to say that to a conservative, they should be able to have a conversation with you. And if you want to say that for whatever reason you believe that weed should not be legal, then absolutely have that conversation. Now, most people may say that's a pretty easy conversation to have these days. But to that, I'd say that was just an easy example. I mean, there's so many other things like, oh, what about Trump? You know, a lot of conservatives will blindly defend Trump, while the other side will blindly accuse Trump. Let's just open our fucking eyes. Maybe that's what we should do. I don't know. But anyway, the second stage, which some may say we are in, I would say we're in the first one, but I'm a little bit optimistic. Second stage is hatred. In this stage, it's impossible to get anything done or conversate. People do get hurt. And the, the opposing side sees the other side as a detriment to society. In this stage, we, we can no longer have a conversation. It's impossible. You can't. There's no reason to even try. Because the other side not only won't listen to you, but may get violent. Look, if, if I think anyone would say if, if, there, if a conversation is going to end in violence, they wouldn't have the conversation. And just not have it. Which is what happens in this stage. We stop conversating. We stop agreeing on things. Essentially, we're no longer Americans. We're liberals and we are conservatives. We're Democrats and we're Republicans. This is a terrible world to live in. Terrible. We have to be divisive on every single issue. And you're shunned if for whatever reason you believe something the other side has to say. And it, it just creates a terrible, totally ununified place to live. And I should also say, this is a side note for the whole thing. I don't know why there's this notion that if you're not connected to a political party, you're not helping anything. I find that ridiculous to believe. The people who are in the middle of the spectrum are some of the most intelligent people to be there. I mean, they they think for themselves. I, I, I don't know why it's, it's bad to try to think for yourself. You don't want to be connected to a party. I mean, I think more people should be that. Currently, I am not connected to a party. Nor do I want to be connected to a party. 
think both of the parties absolutely have their issues. And I believe both of the parties are corrupt. That's what I believe. Now, what that corruption is, I'm not saying necessarily criminal corruption as uh, specifically defined. But maybe what I am saying is just the fact that it seems to be run by greed and, and personal gain. Or just maybe societal gain. That's what I see it as. But anyway, stage two, that's where we were. Uh, hatred, I, I just think we can't hate each other. The other sides can't hate each other. And look, the best way to stop this disease from happening is to try to cure it at a stage. I believe it can still be cured. I believe we don't have to hate each other. We don't have to get to that stage where we hate each other. And just be, you know, now you can't. I think there was a time where you could probably marry somebody from the other political party. Now that is completely unheard of. You can't do that. That's that's ridiculous. How you're going to be fighting on every single issue. And that in and of itself, I think, says more about the problem with political parties than maybe anything I could say. The fact that you can't even marry someone of an opposing political party. I mean, you can still have a Catholic marry, like, a different religion, such as, like, a Baptist or something like that. Or, uh... A, practice, a, a Jewish practitioner dating, you know, or, or marries uh, a Catholic. I, that stuff still happens. But for some reason, which that, it's funny because that used to be the unheard of thing. You can't marry somebody of an opposing religion. And now that's the unheard of thing. Or now that's the, the common thing and the unheard of thing is political parties. We let that happen. You know, why is it now that a celebrity has to have an opinion on politics? When did that happen? Why can't we just have Mark Ruffalo as the actor? Why does he have to be the political activist? I don't really care what Mark Ruffalo has to say, frankly. You know, if he wants to talk, he has that right, absolutely, just as I do. But all I'm saying is, just because he gained fame doesn't mean he has formulated the best opinion on things. It's not what that means, but for some reason, that's what it seems to mean. You know, each side goes, we got this, we got this, you know, like, oh, hey, we got Arnold. Oh, well, we got, you know, this, this, and this. I just think this world of like trying to one-up each other for political parties creates division and leads to hatred is what I think. But anyway, that brings us to the third stage. By far the worst stage and I believe the last stage. I also believe there's no going back from this point. And this point is war. Now, look, it's happened before, so there's precedent. You can't say, that, oh, 
a civil war would never happen in America because it has. It has happened before. And it's happened in any number of other countries in their history. You know, I think... I think that this is a terrible place to live in when you get to this stage. And the important thing about this stage is people will die. This is what I believe will happen if we do not stop political tribalism. That's what I believe. I believe we have to stop it in either of the first two stages. Arguably, let's just stop let's just stop it right now. Now, how do you do that? I don't know. We need people to think for themselves. That's what we need to do. They they can't I find it very ridiculous that your political party would have you believe that the best thing for you to do is to vote all Democrat on the ballot or all Republican. Don't ever vote for anyone else. Just those ones. And, you know, maybe we need... uh, Maybe we need some people to... Step up on the other side. On, I mean, on the, on the middle end of the, on the middle of the spectrum. That's what I mean. Maybe, maybe we need more of those politicians that are just normal people that want to actually help. They don't want to argue. They want to help. Maybe we need more of those people before this can happen. But frankly, it's just ridiculous how they they want to just say, well, surely if they're Democrat, that means you can't vote for them. Or surely if they're Republican, they must be racist. Or they must be sexist. Or homophobic or any other label. But, you know... The good news is, if we if we ever did find ourselves in this stage, somebody does have to win, and it does seem to be, to me, that there is a fair amount of unity after a war. Ironically enough, after a civil war, it does seem like the country unifies. In a lot of cases, if a side actually wins. But it's terrible. It's terrible to think about that in America, we would have to kill fellow Americans and they are the greatest enemy. That's a terrible thought. But I believe it could happen. I believe we need to... We need to prepare for it in the way that we need to stop it. Prevent it. Let's not get to that point. Essentially, we need a whole lot of idiots to get out of our political system. A whole lot of idiots. There's so many idiots in Congress and so many idiots in the White House. Why is it that some of the most ridiculous people become 
elect in in get elected into political office. Why is it that it's all idiots? You know, and you may say, no, well, they're actually really smart. They graduated from Harvard. That's not what I mean. What I mean is they're just pawns for the political parties to move one thing or the other. Let's, you know, let's get a new plan together. Let's have a new identity. Let's do this. Let's start an impeachment process. You know, let's let's defend that impeachment process by all, you know, accounts. Let's not let that happen. I just think political tribalism is by far the worst thing that could happen. Now look, what you may be saying to yourself is way to expose a problem and a whole diagnosis with a whole set of symptoms and not give us a solution. Like, you may say, well, what do you want us to do? Like, how are we supposed to break this system? And essentially, it's this. We have to realize we're all Americans. And we also have to realize it's about time that we think for ourselves rather than listening to the ultra-rich political party leaders who tell us how to vote. The best way to see the whole picture is from the middle of the political spectrum, not from the right and not from the left. It's from the middle. You know, it's absolutely okay to be really into weed, but you want your guns. Or you hate guns, but you're not into weed at all. You think it should be illegal. That is okay. That's fine. You know, all I'm saying is, like, don't don't just come to the political party and just put up your badge that you're in the party and then you believe that whole set of things perfectly as they say them. Because you don't have to. Think for yourself. Take your own stance on issues. It is okay. And some people say, well, what do you... I'm not going to be a politician. Why do I have to think about this? You should think about this because you, as an American citizen and as a large population, are far more important than whatever idiot we put in political office. You, as the voter, you need to be informed. You need to have your own thought on things. You know, I so, sometimes I hate when I hate it when sometimes somebody says something and I I go I've never thought of that. Because I I almost take it as a as a <laughs> as a problem for me because I should have I should have tried to think about that. And and look, maybe it's it's not a healthy thing to like to, you know, uh you know, have self-doubt about like, oh, should I have, should I have uh, thought of that when I have no way of thinking about that? You know, sometimes, uh, obviously through conversations and arguments, you find out some of the greatest things about things you've never thought about. 
And look, I, I just think we have got to think for ourselves. You know, I'm not connected to any company for this podcast. Nor do I want to be. I just want to be a person who provokes a conversation. And look, I know, I know if I keep going and I throw more things into the Coliseum for me to fight, I know I'm going to create haters. And I know those people are going to hate every single thing I say. But look, all I'm asking for you is to just listen. You can disagree. Absolutely. You can say, you know what? This isn't a problem. Or you know what? You're thinking about this wrong. That's okay. Tell me why. You know, I I don't know why now it seems like the best way to learn is through, like, shame and and telling somebody that they are ignorant and all that, you know, this or that. Like, it used to be that you learned by somebody teaching you. You'd go, oh, two plus two equals five. And somebody would go, no, it doesn't. Look at this. This is what it equals. It equals four. That used to be the way things worked in this world. And look, I don't know why, you know, I, I, I don't, like I said before, I don't want to be one of those people that says that we're living in the worst time possible. We have a ton of issues and we need to uh, give up, you know, like there's so many issues. Why don't we all just give up? I'm not one of those people. I think those people are stupid. That's what I think. I think we, we live in arguably the greatest time in human history. We live in a time where animals won't just... It's its like unusual for animals to kill you. It's like, wow. That person got killed by a bear? Wow. I've only seen a bear once in my entire life in the wilderness. Once. What a time to be alive. And look, we've never been to this point in democracy. We've never had the point where where we have so many people that live in one place and elect one person to office, to presidential office. We've never been to this point. And the reason why I'm pointing out the problem is it just seems as though if we course correct we'll get to an even better time to be alive. And that should be the goal, shouldn't it? That the next generation lives in an even better time. That is a great way for human history to progress. And in this podcast, I I, I hope to expose many problems. You know, I, I'm going to go through a whole list of things. I have a whole notebook of topics that I'd like to talk about. And for those those uh, foreign listeners, uh, I'm sorry. Right now, I'm just in American politics and the American culture realm. But you know what? Maybe sometime I will get over to the other countries and I'll look at other issues. And some of these issues, to be fair, will are probably very, a, a mirrored image of what's going on in other places in the world. 
Um, look, I just want to start a conversation. I don't, I don't have a college degree in politics. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a journalist. But what I am is an American that wants to start a conversation. And that conversation, I want to help America. You know, I, I just, I, I want a better place. And I hope, my hope for this podcast is to create a whole line of listeners, an audience that is ready to have a conversation. Not, and I look, I don't want just all conservatives or just all liberals. I would love it to be a complete mix. You never know who is listening. That's what I would like. Look, uh, the solution to tribalism, frankly, is that we just have to think differently. We have to think about things in a different way. And after all, we have to remember that we're all Americans. And that just because somebody thinks a different thing doesn't mean they're evil. Doesn't mean that you can't have a conversation with. Doesn't mean you can't eat with them. Doesn't mean you can't talk to them. Doesn't mean you can't hire them. Doesn't mean any of those things. A disagreement used to just mean that it was a disagreement. And that's what it needs to be again. It's okay to disagree with people. I certainly have had a lot of disagreements in my life with my family. I live with these people. I eat with these people. These people are my family. And look, I I think that's a great way for America to be. You know, you disagree with your neighbor, but your neighbors, your Americans, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're arguing about. What matters is the kind of world we leave the next generation with. with. And it would be great if somehow we could eliminate tribalism or any one of the things I'm going to talk about in the future. But anyway... Thank you for listening to the Coliseum Podcast. I will see you again.